Father, I love you so much. Little humbug. Holy Spirit, I just invite you to come. I know you're already here, but I just submit my heart, surrender these words. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would lead me and guide me, and that I would only speak what you have me to speak. Lord, I believe in my heart that the word that you've laid on my heart is a time for this season that we find ourselves in. I pray that you would touch every heart and every heart would be open to hear what you want to speak to them individually and to us corporately today. And I thank you and I bless you and I love you. Amen. 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 So, I'm not really sure how this is all going to fit together. It's kind of like a puzzle. There's all these different pieces that I believe that the Father wants to speak today. Um, But I want to kind of step back a little. And I just, I want to check my notes. Um, I don't remember if it was at the feast or just after the feast, the Lord began to speak to us about that we were in a new day. There was a new day. And so as the Lord began to speak to me a couple of Sundays ago when Sean brought his word. The Lord began to remind me of some things. And I just kind of want to talk about seasons for a second to kind of prepare where I'm going. So in the natural, when the seasons begin to change, just like what we're dealing with now, the nights begin to get a little cool and the mornings are a little brisk, but it's a gradual change. So in the natural, we see seasons change gradually. In the spirit, when the Father speaks something, it's done. The season, we are in the new season. But in this natural realm, we don't begin to see it yet with our natural eyes. And so, although the Lord spoke at the feast, it's a new day. We were, we've been declaring that. We've been praying that. We've been speaking it. We've not seen it so much with our natural eye, but we've seen things begin to change in the realm of the Spirit. A couple of weeks ago when Sean was bringing his word, the Lord at the end of the word he began to give me some revelation and understanding of something that had been taking place. That day, this has happened three times to me, and I didn't understand what was happening until the third time. Each time it happened during the service, and I'm just going to move this out of the way. Each time it would happen during the service. You know, weeks ago, Kathy shared with us that our worship was going to begin to change. And we were going to begin worshiping like we've been worshiping, not like we had been. You know, all of us are up there on the worship team and we're leading music. And so when things change like that, when they shift like that, it's kind of, even for me as a worship leader, I didn't understand it. But I know my pastors well enough to know that when they've heard from the Lord, I'm going to do what they're asking us to do. 
because I know and I trust them. I trust their relationship with the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. When we make a shift like that, it's difficult. It's difficult for us as leaders. We begin to worship. We're not really sure where it's going to go when worship ends, and we head back up to the keyboard, and we're playing, and things kind of fall. It's not going where it used to go. We find ourselves falling into a familiar place, but that isn't where the Lord is. That isn't where he's moving. But when we begin to move, we don't know really what's ahead of us. You understand where I'm going here? We're walking. The Lord is showing us by faith each step of the way. It's like we take a step and the Holy Spirit shines a light and he shows us here what to do. We take another step and the Holy Spirit lights the place and he shows us what to do. It's very different. As a worship leader, it's different for me. I'm asking the Lord each Sunday, Lord, how are you going to move us forward? How are you going to move us as leaders and as a congregation into this new place that you're taking us, to this new place that you spoke back at the feast? Mm -hmm. You declared it. Kathy had said multiple times, I was saying, the move is coming. She's like, no, the move is here. The move was here. God had already spoke the move into existence. We just had to catch up with what he was doing in this natural realm. You understand? So I'm sitting here, I'm listening to Sean's word, and immediately I hear the scripture that I want to read for you. And then I'm going to tell you what happened. It's found in Ecclesiastes 3, and it kind of goes along with Pastor's scripture, Psalms 139. To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. When we look at that, we know that God, back before we were ever created, wrote out our book. Each day was designed. What was going to take place? What we were going to do to impact the kingdom of God? And in our obedience, in obeying the Lord, in making the changes in worship, we began to see things shifting. Atmospheres were shifting and changing. Things in our personal lives were shifting and changing. The evidence we were beginning to see with our natural eye, things like seeing Jackie stand up here this morning and call Abba Daddy. Which, if you know Jackie, five weeks ago, that was an impossibility. Right, Jackie? But today, that's a move of God. So, over the course of the last six, six weeks, worship would start, and I would be led to go and hug someone. And as I would hug them, I didn't understand it until the third time that it happened. I would begin to weep and I would begin to cry. There was this overwhelming love that I felt for this person. This person would feel it too and this person would begin to weep and cry. By the third time that it happened, it was actually with Jackie. 
the Sunday that Sean brought the word. I went over and I put my arms around her and as soon as I did, I began to see in the spirit what was taking place. See, the love that I was feeling was not my love. It was the love of the Father for her. And when I let myself be a tool Mm -hmm. in the hand of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know, I had no part of this. Mm -hmm. See, I I didn't, it wasn't anything that I did. Nothing that I did. Now, I had been asking for love. I'd been asking to love like he loves. Because that's a, let's just talk about Christianity 101. It's a foundational thing. God calls us to love him above everything else. And then he says, and by the way, the second commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. And let's all just be real here today. I don't know about you, but I struggle with that commandment sometimes. I mean, let's be real. Sometimes it's hard to love each other. Especially when you're just not talking to you. Yep. It's not always easy, is it, Jackie, to love our brothers and our sisters in Christ. But that's what God's called us to do. So as I wrapped my arms around Jackie, and I told her I loved her, in the realm of the Spirit, I could see this love coming through me, not my love, his love. And Jackie, when I first hugged her, there was kind of this, there was a wall there. She she knows I love her, but I could feel her wall. But the love of the Father penetrated the wall, and it came down. And I could see that wall come down that divided Jackie from me. Only something that God could do. That's a supernatural move of God. Yes, it is. That isn't anything that Deb can stir up. It's a supernatural move out of our obedience to the Father. Even when we don't understand what he's calling us to do, what he's asking us to do in this season, when we obey him, there's a supernatural exchange. He comes alongside us. And he takes our garbage and our sin. It's sometimes we're not even asking him because some of this stuff we're not even aware of. Some of the baggage that we're carrying and the sin that we walk in, we don't even know it because we're blinded, because we've done it for so long. It's become a habit, a way of life. God, take the mask off. God, remove my mask. There's this supernatural exchange that begins to take place. Oh, do we deserve it? I don't deserve it. I don't deserve, Father, to take my sin, my garbage, the ugliness of it. I don't deserve it. And what does he give me in exchange? He takes something that is dead 
that is nothing but ash and grave. And he breathes life into it. See, when God rose from the dead, and when we came to Jesus and we were resurrected, we were not resurrected in an old place. He resurrected us into new life. This is a season of new life that we are walking in. And if you tangibly, I heard the Lord say this morning in our worship, even to those that weren't even aware, open to it, regardless of your feelings, he was depositing love into your bank account. Not your natural bank account. Your spiritual bank account. That too. He was depositing love. See, love is the greatest gift of all. Love casts out all fear. You know, if we were to be real with one another, I, I'm, just, I'm going to be transparent with you today. This hasn't been an easy season for me. I have been struggling with depression. Fighting it. Some days are good. Some days aren't. But you know what? God uses every part of our pain. Every single part of our pain that we walk through, none of it is wasted. Not one ounce of it is wasted. The enemy wants to tell us that that's not true. But God takes every wound, every fear, all of our sin, our human nature, our unbelief, our doubt, our fear, our anxiety, our anger, our anger. And he says, you know what? I died for all of that. The enemy comes to rob and steal and destroy, but I come to bring life. And not just any life. He's come to bring life abundantly. It's abundant. It is overflowing. It is a river that is unstoppable when we tap into it. There is no demon. There is no part of our past. There is nothing that can withstand the move of God that we are walking in today. And when we make agreement, there is power in agreement. When we agree with the word of God and what he says about us and our brothers and sisters and this church and the work that he's called us to do, there is no weapon that can stand against a community of lovers. There is nothing that can withstand a community of lovers. I was thinking about Acts 2. See, we're beginning to walk in that. 
it's going to be a greater measure. But as a family, we're beginning to walk in that, where they had all things in common. We're beginning to desire relationships. We don't any longer, because out of the relationship, trust has been built. And so we're okay with being real and calling sin, sin, and confessing it. Because today, Jackie, the word says, when we confess our sins to one another, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Jackie confessed all her years. Even though she didn't say I hated my father and I was angry at him, she did, didn't you, Jackie? Today, Jackie was set free. Jackie was set free. And so we're going to stand with Jackie because when the father removes something, you got to fill it up, Jackie. And so we're going to stand with you and believe that you're going to stand up to the task. You're going to make the sacrifice of time. You're going to say no to television. And you're going to say no to the computer. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. This summer, out of depression, I've been watching way too much television. Because you want to know why? Because I didn't want to deal with my stuff. Yeah. I did want to deal with my stuff. We're seeing the supernatural to begin and to continue to move forward. So much of what God wants to do is going to be based on relationship with Him. Yeah, everything. Relationship with Him. We are embarking on the season of the Feast of Tabernacles. A month ago, I already knew in my spirit that the Father was stirring us and preparing us. Years ago, 20 years ago, you know, it was four weeks before, two weeks before. Because there's such a great thing that he's purposed to release and deposit in his sons and daughters in this day, we must prepare ourselves. I'm preaching to me too. We must prepare ourselves and be ready for what? We have to be in position. Do you think when someone joins the military that they're just immediately sent out on the front lines? No, they're not. God's kingdom is the same way. There's a preparation. We have to be sanctified, purified. There's a cleansing that takes place as God prepares to do what he's about to do and in the midst of doing in each and every one of us in our families 
I pray daily that there would be a migration of the prodigal. That's my heart cry. That there would be a migration of the prodigals to this house. My children, my grandchildren, that there would be a migration of the prodigals that would return to God. There is a move now that we are walking in. I do not want any of us to miss it. And so the time is now to begin to prepare, to begin to say no to the things in the world that pull us, that want to satisfy and tingle our flesh. I want to receive my full inheritance. I want to walk in all that God has me to walk in right now. And let me tell you, some of it, looks pretty impossible to me. There are things he's asking me to do that I don't have the skills to do. I don't have the skills to do them. But he does. He has the skills to do them. And as long as I am relying upon him and I am sitting in his presence, Let me tell you something. The enemy tries to tell us that there are things in this world that satisfy, but there is nothing in this world that satisfies us. Because once you've tasted of Jesus, and you've sat in his presence, and you've heard him call your name, there is nothing that compares when he whispers your name. And he wants to whisper each and every one of your names. He's been whispering it. But we haven't been listening because we've been so busy. See, we can't do the great things for God. We can't accomplish the great things for the kingdom of God that he's calling us to do in these days if we're just busy about doing the good. There are great things that he wants us to be a part of. Supernatural things. That love that I felt leave my body, it was not my love. It was supernatural. I can't own any part of that. It was all him. He loves us with such a great, passionate love. He's wooing us in these days to the quiet, secret place. He says, come. We don't have to clean up. We don't have to wash up. See, he knows everything already. Nothing is held secret from him. He knows each and everything. He knows where we've been. He knows what we've done. He knows our thoughts, our fears, our anxieties, our anger, our divisions, our arguments, 
He knows where we don't have the strength to go on. And he comes alongside and he breathes life into everything that we're doing. Because we're on a mission for the kingdom of God. We're about the Father's business in these days. There are things that have been deposited and downloaded in us since the beginning of time. You know, in the spring, we plant seeds in the ground, and there are flowers and trees and things that are birthed. The Lord said, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. We are in the season right now that things that he has deposited in you since the beginning of time, he's waited for just this time to begin to birth them because this is a move. We're in the move. We're in the season where God is calling the prodigals home, where God is healing where he's giving a supernatural love that we can't work up. It's not of our own. It's kind of like, I think of Sean when he talks about these new computer programs. I am not computer savvy. I wish I was. And there's a learning curve that comes with new programs. There's a learning curve that's come to us in the form of worship. God's got a new thing that he's doing. And so in this learning curve, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to think we heard something, but we're not sure. But you know what? I heard a great speaker one time say, fall forward. You know, if we fail at something, fall forward. Don't go backwards. Fall forward. Keep leaning in to everything that God is doing in this season. I'd like you to turn to Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to close with this. Ephesians chapter 3. We're just going to read four verses. Not very long ago, Pastor gave us all a printout of this. How many of you still have that? Let's read it together. Verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is it, the width and the length and the depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. I just want to stop there for a moment. It's kind of almost an oxymoron. It's like, how do you the love of Christ that passes knowledge. The only thing that I could think of is 
It isn't the knowledge that brings the change. It's the experience. When we experience his love, when we experience him doing something through us that's supernatural, it surpasses knowledge and understanding. Because how can you understand that? How can we understand and comprehend his love? Who gets their son to die? He gave Jesus. Jesus gave his life. He gave all. He went to hell and he took back the keys to the kingdom of God. And we are in the days when the keys of the kingdom are being handed to us. But how will we walk? How will we fulfill the call of this day? See, we need each other. It's the body of Christ, the arms and the legs and the feet and the eyes and the ears. Because I have a part, but John, you have a part. You're going to understand a part of the kingdom that you're going to be able to impart and explain to me that I don't yet understand. And Debbie as well. Each and every one of us bring a part to the body. And when one is not here, there's a lack. And God says in the kingdom of God, there is no lack. And these are the days of the kingdom. I know this kind of seems kind of heavy. I didn't want it to be that way. But I want us to understand what we're walking in right now. These are the most special times. And I don't want to miss one thing that he wants to do. I want to be a partaker in every part of this move. And I want you to be a part of it too. We need each other. We need this love, just like they walked in the days of Acts. They were in one accord. They had everything in common. I bless you today, and I pray that this touched your heart. I pray that you can take this, and it be seeds in your heart that can grow. And God be fulfilled in what he's doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, now. I have not heard. We'll have to check with uh, George next door. I know she's home. She is home. Supernaturally home. Yes. Father, we thank you for the life of your word. Father, thank you for Debbie, Holy Spirit, allowing the uh, expression of your life through her that brings us to an understanding of who you are in your word. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So, Father, I ask that you fulfill, advance, quicken, make alive, but more so continue to allow your presence of who you are, the love, not what you do, not what we do, but who you are. You are love, Father. And it will become your love in the earth. 
Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus said in the book of John, Father, as you sent me into the world, I send them. The word says that the people would know us by our love for you and our love for one another. Reveal yourself in this valley, Father. Reveal yourself at the workplace, the grocery store, thou at Walmart or on the bus. was in the wheelchair. I gave the woman the chance to get on the bus and I said, You're the best, huh? You're the best. That's Jesus giving preference. That's where Jesus said, What greater love, what greater love can one show than letting his seat, giving his seat up for somebody else on the bus? What greater love, least a man lay his life down for another. Least one gives up his seat on the bus for another. You're the best now. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this time together. Holy Spirit, I'm just so grateful for your presence, for your person. Because without you, Holy Spirit, it's just another teaching, just another assembly. But Holy Spirit, you've quickened and made alive our relationship with the Father. Jesus, with you, Holy Spirit, that communion with you, where the Word became live, alive, printed ink on a piece of paper, coming off the page, written upon our hearts, quickened and made alive, that we can walk this out, because Holy Spirit, you are the one that empowers us to walk this out. So we love you, Father, in Jesus' name.